Hello everybody and welcome to Mended Teacups. This is Helen and Molly here uh, with our cups of tea ready to talk to you about our homemade experiences. Helen, what's the plan for today? Well Molly, we're going to talk about geography today, the subject and how we've brought it into our homemade days with our families. Have you taught it as a specific subject in your family? Yes, we have, very much so. I'm fascinated by the world. I think in the, not so much now since I've been a mum, but certainly in the past I've travelled, I've been able to travel a little bit um, and I love seeing the world, I love seeing places and um, so so I guess it's a real curiosity for me finding out about the world. Yeah, and that's a great thing isn't it and being curious ourselves and helping our children to be curious too. Yeah definitely and I guess the first thing actually is is we will talk a bit about the various ways that we have taught geography but actually I think for both of us the main thing is that actually we just want to impart to our children a curiosity for the world and a love for the world and an interest in how different people live and a diff- an interest in different cultures and an understanding of, of how different countries do things and and I think that actually that that's probably been the heart you in the sense we can use any number of different methods of teaching geography but actually I think probably the heart to actually to want to enable our children to to love the world and to appreciate the world and all its differences and all its variation is actually that's at the essence of it so yeah definitely yeah and I think we're both very aware we can't teach our children everything can we so if we can light that fuse that spark and get them interested that's that's more the key isn't it and help them help them discover that they're beginning to find out what there's a lot to find out about. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yes, definitely. And so they will continue to wanting to be curious and to find out about things. Yeah. How have you, how have you talked geography? Well, geography is not a specific subject in our family, but it, it weaves through. And because we use sunlight to guide our curriculum, the, the kind of the spine of sunlight is history, geography merged together. And actually, the more I find out about geography, the more it fits really well with history, actually. Um, geography is more than more than just the places, isn't it? It's about the people, social geography, political geography. So learning it alongside history gives you a really good context and the kids can read the, read the good books that we're reading through for that his, history place as well and find out where those places are. So that's kind of how we've approached it. It's part of our overarching spine for each year. That's lovely. That sounds really holistic. And actually, that's something that sort of I, I discovered as we went along. I think to begin with, I was very much like, well, having not really done very much research about home ed and philosophies or anything, I was like, well, we'll have a history lesson, we'll have a geography lesson. And as we'd started um, sort of plodding along this route more and more, it was like, well, actually, they're just quite merged. And to begin with, I felt a bit guilty because I thought, well, this isn't what they do in schools. <laughs> We're really you know, diverging here, but actually it is. They, they're so closely linked, and I think yeah. it's a lovely way of, of learning, you know, learning about a country, and you learn about its history and about its geography, and they're very closely linked, aren't they? Yeah, and it can merge very, very easily with what's going on today as well. If we're learning about the history of a place, we spent last year looking at um, American history, US history, then you can contextualise what, what's coming in the news now, because we can say, well, look, this is we've, we've already learned about this in history you can imagine what this place is like, what the peoples are like, and what's brought them to this point of these decisions that they're making. And I think that's so true. And I think that hopefully that's one thing that will help our our children, our young people, to be able to, in a sense, join the dots with, with life and to be able to see things logically. I think 
I think that really helps if you've got an understanding of where where we've come from. I think that I think that really helps. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think geography also is there's this kind of the the three areas of geography aren't there? There's local, national, and international. You can think about where you live around the town we're we're in. Um, that's one kind of geography and getting the children to really appreciate what's here and see the layout of the land and so on. Uh, think about your own country as well. But then obviously the wider world, there's a lot to learn out there, isn't there? There is, yeah. No, and I think that's sort of partly how we how we started doing geography. Just um, sad, I remember um, local geography. We did a um, when we were on a holiday once in Devon, and being home ed family, you know, I think our holidays can sometimes become like, oh, it's another field trip. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this one, we'd um, we compared two towns, a small town where we're staying, and then we went to a day trip to another town, and and my husband um, had the boys going round counting out the number of shops and the number of restaurants, and the number <laughs> of this and the number of that, and came up with a whole load of statistics. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, yeah, I'm not sure if they thought so at the time, but but they've remembered it. <laughs> they have remembered it. It's the one field trip I remember from my geography at school, actually, that we went to a local area and counted shops. <laughs> <laughs> it must be something that they, yeah <laughs> so yeah they certainly remember that but we um yeah very much started off i thought with the boys that actually it would be good for them to learn about their own country about our own country and so and i got this book from the library which initially which i then bought because it was so good and i'll have to see if i can um, find it and put a link to it um, but it just goes around all the different parts of the British Isles and it was fantastic and I and it, so we did a sort of like a, a, a bit of the British Isles like you know, every few weeks mm-hmm. and so we'd read about it and we'd you know, find it on a big map and yeah. it would talk about um, all those different areas you said and and I'd say to the boys um, you, know, you have to pretend that you're a um, travel agent and you're wanting to to ask you know get people to come here and so normally they would do something they'd do sort of a written piece of something or sometimes they'd do like a video thing I think or just to try to um, persuade people to come to that part, of the, part of the country but that was yeah. a really fun thing going around and because we most of our holidays have been in the UK you know we've then actually been able to see quite a bit of the UK as we've as we've travelled around so yeah certainly national geography is much easier for field trips isn't it yes. although I'm trying to persuade my husband to take us on a round the world field trip <laughs> at some point <laughs> as a pipe dream yeah <laughs> it'll be good <laughs> yeah field trips are good actually even when we were doing American history we managed to get membership of the American Museum in Bath which was lovely and that really helped us with that made it a bit more alive yeah, no, that, that that was one of the one of the best projects that we did actually was our American history, and we that was a real mixture of history and geography, and we just put the whole lot in together and did a fantastic terms worth, and that was kind of all we did, I think, <laughs> and that was really fun. That was the American Museum, which was great as well. Yeah, they're good there, aren't they? Yeah. What about you? Were t- we were talking earlier about just boarding it a bit with music and kind of food of the places and stuff, and have you? Yeah, I think that's that? a real really good way of helping you know helping geography come alive, isn't it? To look at the, the place and the people and the food they eat and try and sample that if you can and try and think about the kind of music that they'll be listening to I know a friend of mine who every time they eat food from another culture she tries to put on the right kind of music and I think that's really good fun oh. to do isn't it it kind of connects you with that a bit more and gets you gets that theme going and also I think music is always good to help people help children remember isn't it no that's brilliant yeah definitely and YouTube is your good friend from that as well isn't it yes <laughs> if you can't make if you can't save up for the round the world trip 
<laughs> you can at least see something. Yes, now I'm not very good at thinking I must put on YouTube, but actually we have seen some good. National Geographic is a good one, yes. actually, yeah. being able to see around around the world. They've got some really good videos there. Yeah. I don't know what kind of resources you have, but I've just dotted down some of the things that we found that have helped if you're kind of just starting out. You know, you don't need tickets around the, you know, around the world tickets as much as that would be lovely. But a globe is really good. Investing in a good globe is a really good thing to do. Games. There's loads of different kind of, I've got one just on the floor here. There's lots of mm-hmm. different kind of round the world games and, and um, jigsaw puzzles. Jigsaw well, puzzles. Yes, yeah. jigsaw puzzles really good. Snap um, and other sorts of games. So just look around charity shops, there's, you know, jigsaws are great. Yeah, it's um, getting, helping them get familiar with the world that you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Atlas, it's good to get different atlases as well. And then putting maps on the wall, we've got a corridor upstairs which has just got quite a lot of different maps on and one of Europe and one of the world and I think we've got one of flags which I haven't got space to put up so I need to take a picture <laughs> down and put that one up instead but yeah that's the problem isn't it yeah but I have seen a great um, answer to that one um, some people put a, a world map on their dining room table and then a great big see-through plastic tablecloth over the top um, while they're eating the meals and having their family discussions around the table you can see the world underneath you know, see see what you're talking about, make connections there. That is a yeah, that's a fantastic idea. I've never heard of that. What no, a brilliant idea. I haven't tried it. Yeah. But I keep meaning to. That's a fantastic idea. Really you, could, good. you could then start kind of colouring in the areas you've already learned about or illustrating it, you know, as the children learn about I don't know where llamas come from. You can draw a llama in the right place on yeah. your world map, can you? Definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And actually, sticker books. There's loads and loads of oh, sticker yes. book type things which you can get, which are good, aren't they? Which are good for little ones. Yeah, um, yeah. Animals and flags and food and and, and lots of really well, um, nicely illustrated children's atlas books as well, mm. kind of which are yes. really nice. Because often the children's atlases then have information or you know they're, they're broader than just the maps aren't they and sometimes mm-hmm. even adult atlases have got measures of rainfall and things mm-hmm. you know for some children that's really fascinating isn't it and yeah you can pour over those as well yeah quite a lot of information and just see what what different things are interesting to your different yeah. children yeah, and I think that's good. Sometimes they can actually they can actually just go and, and sit with an, with one of those children's atlases for a while because there are so many little things to look at, especially the ones that have you know pictures of animals or yeah. or food or whatever it is in those places. Um, and that's that's really nice yes. as well. And talking also, if you have friends who either live in, if you're studying a, a particular country and you have friends who live there or visited there, that that's always really good to get somebody in real life who knows about that country. Yes, we were we were learning a bit about Russia, and a friend of mine had been. She had studied in Russia wow. and learned Russian, so she came round and taught the girls some Russian. Oh, how um, amazing! And just spoke a little bit about her time living in that country, um, because it does give you that idea. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's good to read fiction about other countries, isn't it? Because you can read the facts, but somehow reading someone's story through those facts gives you a much much deeper connection with what it actually felt like to live through that. You can read, you know, this battle happened or this calamity, this earthquake happened. But to read someone's experience of living through that, you can really understand the impact it had on a real person who somebody like you. So I think fiction 
mm. has a lot of part to play, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, no, I totally agree with that. We um, we I started with the girls a few years ago, but we haven't really, we didn't finish our round the world trip. I thought we'd do a round the world in picture books because a kind of a picture book. They were not preschool age; they were kind of you know primary school age. But picture books, are, I think, are still great because you can kind of you can read a whole picture book like in 10, 15 minutes, can't mm. you? You can kind of get to the end of it. So we yeah. either use picture books or we use very short chapter books. Um, and we did a um, continent a term. And yeah, and we just we just did it with with picture books. I just I just kind of found different book lists and ordered a few books from Amazon or you know secondhand book places. And that was that was really good. And yeah, certainly the ones the ones you remember they are the, the ones about people aren't they about yes. people who lived in various places and yeah. it's lovely you can hear um learning about the different cultures as well and just sort of the whole history and how how the whole place comes together kind of thing yeah. um and you've yeah. got a, you've kind of got a name or a person to hang a discussion on you know you can later on say well you know what do you think such and such a person would have felt about eating at this table with you you know it's very different from what they're used to or how would you have liked to have would you do you think you'd have got on well with that person how would you have liked it living in their culture? And you can, you know, bring it back to your own children's experiences, can't you? But yeah, very interesting. And just seeing how times have changed as well. I think when we looked at the Antarctic and Arctic exploration and we mm. just looked at the different explorers and we kind of compared, it's not quite an explorer, but someone like Ray Mears now and sort of some of those explorers about 100 years ago and just the sort of the different attitudes and yeah. Um, but actually, with some of those explorers about um, 100 years ago, the ones that actually did really well were the ones that learned from the, the Inuit people and actually learned from them how, how it was best to survive in those mm. climates. And they were the ones that actually did well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it was really, really interesting. And yet they're not necessarily the ones that got the credit that were sticking the, you know, yes. <laughs> the hole in the top kind of thing. Yeah. So it, it, it turned out to be a really interesting, much broader kind of character study as well, that one. That was yeah. that was quite, that was interesting. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because geography is about people and the places as well, isn't it? So how the people have adapted, how the people live in those those areas. Definitely, yeah. Another resource that we, that one of my children used was Memorise, it's, it's a little bit out of fashion to dr- just drill and memorise things, but she really enjoyed memorising the capitals of the different countries. Um, and, I'd, you know, she spent some time on that. She really enjoyed doing that. And I think it's really added to her understanding of just if you can say a place name in a, in a country, it just helps you kind of connect a bit more, doesn't it? That's a really good idea. I've not really used that for, that. that for Memorise. Yeah. That's, I've, I've got it on my phone, but I've never actually really <laughs> used it. So. <laughs> but that would be a good idea, yeah. actually. That's There's nice. a lot of lists and you can set up your own as well to, to remember all sorts of, memorise any, all sorts of things. Mm. Capitals has mm. been a good one. Dog mm. breeds was another she did, but that's, <laughs> that's not geography, is it? No. <laughs> And I think we've both had some experience of kind of GCSE level as well. Yes, well, my middle child was thinking about geography, but I was actually studying development studies. I don't know whether to talk too much about it, because unfortunately they're stopping that as an exam. Oh, no! It's very sad, because it's a good exam. It's an O-level from, from Cambridge, but they, I think it's only going to be up for one more year. But, uh, yeah, she's really enjoyed it. It's been very interesting, and that's development studies is kind of about about well about developing countries you know how how children fare in different countries unhcr yeah yeah very interesting and that's yeah that's obviously an aspect of geography that um that she's taken on and 
one of yours has done geography. Yeah, specifically. yeah, yeah. One of them also did well, the Cambridge um, IGCSE, and that was that, again. It was really it was really interesting. Um, when he uh, did it, we got the book, and so we sat and read through it together over the year before he set the exam. And his brother also sat because they'd been used to to learning kind of geography and stuff together you know since mm-hmm. year dot and so even though he wasn't going to sit the exam we actually did the um geography syllabus together and um, we had some hilarious conversations because sometimes he's my dyslexic child who just won't sit still <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he most definitely wasn't concentrating and it, he came up with some hilarious um questions <laughs> which obviously shows he wasn't listening at all <laughs> So, um, but he, but well, son got a good GCSE out of it. That was good, and it's and it's certainly one. It was, it, yeah, it was interesting. It's a very, it's a very broad. So I think mm, I'd certainly yes. recommend it as as a subject to do for GCSE. If I mean, you know, other geography topics come up when you're discussing around the table, don't they? If you're thinking about the news, that's there's geography in action, isn't it? So it's quite good to as a you know, like you're saying, learning together for the actual specific geography syllabus, but just watching what's going on around the world is geography in action. Is geography in home ed isn't it Mm, definitely and kind of physical geography as well things like learning about the weather and ecology and um and there's again there's lots of different books and resources you can use for that and there's lots of practical things as well that's a real those are both really hands-on subjects yeah so um so those are fun to do measuring rainfall is always a good one isn't it yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) especially in this country (laughs) yeah well um did you reckon that's all about (laughs) (laughs) well um i hope you've enjoyed um, listening to I hope we've been able to say one or two things that have been helpful or interesting oh and Helen would you like to just say about something that's coming up oh yes yes <laughs> we just remembered yes Mended Teacups is going to be live at the uh, Chess Rock Solid Home Ed Conference as long as you're listening to this in time and uh, we'll have a link to that on our blog as well uh, it's going to be a great conference with a lot of different speakers with lots of different aspects of home ed being covered and we are going to be talking on starting out so if you're starting out or you know anyone else who's just new to home ed and they'd like a bit of encouragement and a bit of uh, input for the beginning of their journey, then that's what we'll be covering. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good week, all of you, and hope you enjoy your home ed. We'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.